I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Lunch with Leah, episode 325. Hi, everybody. <clears throat> 325. That's our lucky number. Today, everyone's going to share. It's going to go viral. Is that what it's called? It's going to be syndicated, and the world's all going to know where to get their news curated forever. The news, the gossip, the celebrity, everything you want to know is going to be right here today. Starting with, they've got some confusion going on. No, I see my <laughs> Oh, <laughs> starting with, well, you know, I went to Texas. Well, it was uneventful getting there, by the way. The plane was on time, no problem. Of course, right when I'm taking off, literally, <clears throat> they're closing their cabin. They're starting to go down the runway. They go, turn off your, you know, the whole thing. Jeff calls. Well, you know I'm going to have to answer. Yeah, tell me, what's going on? So I talked to him, and he was thanking me for the locket, you know, that we sent. <clears throat> so for Valentine's Day, we sent Monroe a heart locket with his face on one half and uh, Gage's on the other. And, uh, of course, right in the middle of the breakup. Of course, there is a breakup in the middle of the locket and <laughs> <that> separates. <laughs> but anyway, they, he loved it. And he said, oh, I guess the first thing I have to do is take Gage's picture out. And then he laughed. He said, no, I'm just kidding. So I guess they're all getting along. Anyway, so, you know, I take the dog on the plane. Little black. And I always worry if he's going to pee. <laughs> so before I go to that pee area at the airport, he won't pee there. He will not pee there. First of all, why they call it a pee area, but then they sterilize it with so much Lysol that you're gagging when you get out of there. So uh, the dog probably couldn't even smell the pee. So he wouldn't pee. So anyway, so then I made a plan for the pee. You'll wait till you hear this one. So... When I got to the hotel after like 10 hours, he finally peed. Finally peed like, like I mean, on the pee pad, it was literally saturated. So then I took that pee pad and I folded it up nice and neat and I put another pee pad around it and I put it in another pee pad around it and I put it in a plastic bag. And everywhere I went, I pulled out the pee pad with the pee on it and put it down to see if it would be. Because he could smell the pee. Does it make him pee? It kind of worked a little bit. He did it a couple of times. So I kind of have a solution. So now if I weren't clever and inventive, I would invent a pee pad that smelled like pee, that only dogs could smell the pee, and they would pee on the pad. (laughs) (laughs) So that car ride to Waco, Texas from Dallas, two hours, Jason. So overpriced, too. You know, I don't want to drive. I don't want to rent a car. I lose my way around. So I take, basically it's a car service, but I swear I think it's like an Uber. The price is crazy anyway. So we get there, and then, you know, RJ's all excited, and he wants to go do everything. So, like, what do you want to do, RJ? Well, first thing he wants to do is go to the gun range and shoot guns. Well, you know, I hate that. But we arrange that, have to <clears throat> pay this guy, you have to sign a release because he's under 18, you have to go there and watch. So, so I sit in the car with the window up because I can't take the noise. The dog's got, I put my hands over the dog's ear. I took a couple of videos of him with his cousins shooting the rifle, shooting the shotgun, shooting the this, shooting the handguns, all that. I'm like, get that out of your system. So that was, I couldn't believe that. And then he wants to ride horses. My sister, oh, my friend has a horse place out right down the street, not very far. Let's just run over there. I'm like, you know, Selena, I really don't want to go to the horse thing, but if you want to go, RJ, yeah, let's go ride the horses. Let's go ride the horses. Okay, let's go ride the horses. Well, that right down the street thing was like a damn hour on a country roads that are single roads that you're nervous that, you know, cars are coming back and forth. There's no medium. And it was so much fog that day, you could hardly see, and it was drizzling. I was a nervous wreck just driving there. But anyway, so we get there, and I was so relieved. It was, inclo- it was like a big barn enclosed with a roof on it. <laughs> it was fantastic. So now I'm not worried. I was always like, some cat's going to run up to that horse, and, and then that horse is going to take off, and then RJ's not going to know what to do. And I was just a wreck. So then that was a whole afternoon. <clears throat> I did that. 
And then he wants, and then my other sister's like, well, let's take them all bowling. I'm like, well, this is the night I'm in Austin, so thank God. So I get in a car to go to Austin, which is another horrific drive. That is two hours plus with traffic and construction. And I called Amtrak's. So I said, I'll take an Amtrak's. Well, they left in time for me to get there. But they mentioned, Jason looked online, and it said there may be construction delays along the way. Well, I found out from Ronnie from Watch What Crappens that his relatives took a, the uh, Amtrak from Dallas to Austin, which should have been about three hours, and it took them seven hours to get there. So thank God I didn't take the Amtrak. So at the last minute, we call a car service, another hijacked prize. And I take the car down there, go straight to the hotel, check in, and I was just like, oh, my God, just finally peace and quiet. I'm going to be yelling in my ear. Nobody wants to shoot a gun. We're not going to the bowling alley. Nobody, dog's going to pee. I mean, it was just like 15 minutes of R&R. And then I went and met Ronnie and all of his relatives for, di- for a dinner at this uh, Mexican restaurant. It was like a, I love those old, like, old, authentic Mexican restaurants in Austin. It was great. So remember that guy from The Voice? Oh, God, his name. Oh, he was on the invitation. What's his name, James? uh, Reed. Reed, Reed, Reed. He and his wife were there. Well, he was on The Voice. He was fantastic. So he performed at the show. And then the girls were hilarious. I mean, they were funny, funny, funny. They had a packed crowd. I mean, they they had a full room packed crowd. And then Ronnie is the funniest thing ever. He got up, he does this, I don't know, he's like a stand-up comedian. He missed his call. He had the crowd laughing so hard, literally they were crying. And you know me, I went on my rant. I got up there sitting right in the middle of the girls, and they started asking me questions, and I went on my political rants. But you know what? The audience agreed with me. I was shocked. Because Randy goes, are you ever nervous talking about politics in Texas and about Trump? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> and I started blasting him. Yeah, it was great. The audience really reacted Did to it. Did you too. listen to it? Yeah, I listened to some of it last night. But I'm even getting comments right now. It's on people, demand. People were, must have heard it because people were saying you were great. Natalie McWilliams says, love you on the Dumb Gay Politics podcast. Well, you have to listen to the Dumb Gay Politics. It was on Saturday Night in Austin. But I just went on a rant. And I could not help myself. I get going. They get me all going you know and I just I was just like spewing about Trump (laughs) spewing about Trump and then uh, after my part they did uh, Brandy interview Julie playing Melania I'm telling you that is so funny she talks with that accent the be best the be best and you know I don't care we were all laughing I'm telling you it was a really great show Then afterwards, she had told everybody we would stay for pictures and sign stuff, so I stayed there for like an hour for that, an hour and a half for that. Then they were all going to go out for drinks. I'm like, I'm not going out for drinks. I'm just like brain dead between... 10 hours to get to Waco, then five hours to get here, and then all this riffraff going on. I just have to get in my head to stop spinning. So the dog and I go. I put out the pad with the pee on it. <laughs> peed again. He peed again. I was like, yay. Because on the way over to the venue, the dog hadn't peed, and I was worried. So I was like, you know, I'm going to make the driver stop on the side of the road and go on the grass. So he stops on the side of the road. Then I realized I don't have a leash for the dog. So I'm like... Well, I realized that at the hotel I didn't have a leash. So I started looking. The only thing I had was a belt. I'm not going to use it like a nice fancy belt. And then I had jewelry. I wasn't going to use a gold chain. What if he broke it? And then I found my earphones from the plane that are the, those long wires. So I rigged a leash from the earphones and put it on his little Hermes collar that Jason gave him. And pulled over to the side of the road. And it was freezing cold. And he was sniffing and sniffing and sniffing. But he wouldn't pee. So anyway, uh, Oh my God, it was just so much. And then I'm like, oh, why did I bring the dog? And I'm like, I brought the dog because I can't trust Freda and Roy to take care of the dog properly. It just went on and on and on. Okay, so you have to go that. So I didn't go out afterwards, and that was it. And then the car, the next day, the car driver says, I'll pick you up whatever time you want to go because we had scheduled to leave at noon, right? So then when I realized Ronnie was leaving earlier and the girls were going to leave earlier, and that's assuming they weren't all hungover, and then I said, I'm not going to meet them for breakfast. I was going to meet them for breakfast. I'm not going to meet them for breakfast. I'm just going to get out of here. So I told the car, I called the car driver. I said, come at 11. I get all dressed, get all packed, call me in, come at 11, text him, come at 11. 
He doesn't call me back till after 11. He goes, oh, I was out walking my son, my grandson at the lake, and I didn't hear the message. I'm like, you're the one that told me to give me an hour notice. I would have been happy to leave at noon. In fact, I would have gone and figured out a way to get my hair blown out, or I would have gone and slept an hour. I would have met my friends for breakfast. There's a million things I would have done, but you had me waiting because you didn't get back with me. He goes, well, I'm so sorry, this and that. I was like, oh, my God. Well, how long will it take to get there? Well, I'll just come right over. What does that mean? About five minutes or five hours? I don't know where you are. So about 45 minutes. I said, so in other words, we're going to leave 10 minutes till 12. Then he comes there. Then, same time. Same time we were going to leave. I wasted that hour. They got up earlier. And then we there. there's a big marathon, and the, the street is blocked off in front of the hotel. So I, he calls and says, I can't get there. The street's blocked off. I'm like, I'll walk to the corner. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want you walking to the... He's arguing with me about walking to the corner. I'm like, I'll walk... No, no, walking to the corner. I had to wait on him to figure out how to get past security to get into the street. I'm like, why didn't you just let me walk to the corner? The corner was literally 20 feet away. And, you know, I was just like so aggravated. And then he he got in the car and he goes, you know, I'm not going to charge you for the trip because I screwed up so bad and I feel so bad. I was like, well, I'm not going to let you do this for free. So, of course, I paid him. But I was just like, you know... It's just incompetence everywhere. I just can't help it anymore. One thing I will tell you about <laughs> Texas, though, the food is so heavy there. Oh, my God. Pork and rice. I mean, it's so heavy. And beef and chicken and barbecued and potatoes and potato salad. Everything's heavy. It's just heavy. So it's hard to find anything, you know, light to eat. <laughs> and so <laughs> I guess a vegan hamburger is out of the question. <laughs> Cowtown, you know, so that was like challenging, and then of course I just eat all the sugar instead. Anyway, so that's what went on. Then my then RJ was playing pool with his cousins. He's actually pretty good at playing pool. I didn't even know he knew how to play, but he's learning, I guess. And then I visited my little nephew's new house, and they were decorating it. So that was my trip to Texas, and that was it. And then. Uh, you know, I get the dog finally to pee. We get in the car to go to the airport, to Dallas. We rush to get there by noon. The plane's delayed two hours again. Oh, my God. So now the dog can't pee for two hours in the car, two hours on the wait, another two hours on the wait, three hours on the flight, 11 hours the dog can't pee. So I'm like, should I take that dog the in the bathroom and put the pee pad down and see if he'll pee? But he just held it, bless his heart. Meanwhile, Roy... Hmm? You've got, you've got some funny comments coming Okay, in. let's hear it. Alex Pletcher says, I love how I went into Walgreens and came back and you were still talking about little black ping. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have our priorities. <laughs> uh, Fran uh, Sinma says, I love you. I bought your skincare products. I'm Yay. having amazing results. I was using Principal Secret for years and now I'm 100% yours. Yay! Uh, Brandy, oh, my God. Brandy now that- Holcomb says, hello from Alabama. Um, Jackie says hello from Illinois. We've got... Uh, oh, it's cold in Illinois. Rachel, Rachel O'Hare says hello from England. You look fabulous as always. Shelly Holstead said thoughts on the House of Chanel. Who will take the reins? Aww. And um, Ryan Holt said he's loving your homage to Lagerfeld today. Oh, he noticed. Oh, yeah, this is in honor of Carl Lagerfeld. Look, my little Chanel bracelet, my little Chanel earrings, my Chanel necklaces. I, you know, I, didn't, I don't know if I have a Chanel scarf. I didn't want to look. I was like too too mature. But I I don't know if I even have a Chanel scarf. But anyway, I wanted to honor the great late um, Carl Lagerfeld. And I noticed Pharrell. You know, Pharrell always wears Chanel. He's a big Chanel. He tweeted a picture with him and Carl Lagerfeld. I assume they were very close friends because he wore Chanel all the time. He went to every fashion show, walked in some of them. He put, you know, G-O-A-T, greatest of all times, rest in peace, or sleep well, my friend, or something like that. That was lovely. It was kind of sad. It is sad. Roy's in a trial. Last night he got home. I am not kidding you, almost midnight. That was, I mean, they are working. They go to trial. The crack of dawn. They don't have lunch. They bring them in lunch, and they eat and talk and work during lunch for, like, 45 minutes. Then they go finish the trial for the rest of the day. Then they go straight to the office. They bring them in dinner, and they work like animals till 11 to 12 o'clock. Anybody that says that these lawyers don't work hard, well, I mean, the good lawyers, yeah. the great lawyers, the great exactly. lawyers the, the, work. The lawyers. They work, and they don't leave one morsel unturned. So let's see. I mean, it's Roy said that. Houdini couldn't win this trial, but they're trying. 
<laughs> and RJ went back to school finally after that. He had, you know, he had that bronchitis, and then we had the four-day weekend. Then he went back to school. He went to the dentist on the way to the school. I had to reschedule that appointment, so he was he wasn't late because that was a free period. It's a full-time job, and the Z pack is over with. And then in the middle of all this, Adele's texting me. There is a leak in the roof in Los Angeles. Oh, did you see the pictures I sent you? So there's two leaks there because it's been raining all day every damn day. So now I got to deal with the roof leaks. Then I get a hold of the guy I bought the house from, and he gave me the name of the contractor that built it. It's supposed to be under warranty. They won't call back. They never do. Then the guy that put in the sliding door with the other leak, he won't call back. They never do. It just goes on and on. And then the fox showed up in the yard. I'm on the plane. I get the note. Oh, the picture of the fox. That fox was big. It was, it a was big huge, it wasn't a and and you know I didn't know if it was a, a fox, a coyote, or what. You know, so I tweeted out. I tweeted out because Heidi sent me the picture. So I said, you know, I didn't know what to do. So I tweeted out, what should I do? So now listen to this. Oh my God, it's hilarious. One woman says, well, they can have rabies and distemper. Poor thing, must be disoriented. Another one, probably thirsty. Definitely a fox. Better call a conservatives and don't corner the little guy. Very odd behavior for a daytime. I'd call a game warden and obviously stay inside with your animals. It could be rabid because it looks healthy. This is very strange behavior. Now I'm panicking. I'm panicking with all these tweets coming in. <laughs> it's just a fox. I'm British. This is what Craig Willian. I'm, it's just a fox. I'm British. I see a fox every week. It's nothing to worry about. You're in a state where you have to check your pool every morning for alligators for crying out loud. He's <laughs> not wrong. That was the funniest true. one ever. Brilliant. Uh, an animal control professional told me if you see a nocturnal animal in the day, it's highly likely they are seriously ill. Always call animals. Now I'm, I'm like, should we feed it? Should we call the vet? What are we going to do? And it's definitely a fox. You should call animal control if it hangs around too long. It doesn't look ill. I don't think it has rabies. <laughs> this is somebody on Twitter that saw the picture of the fox. If it looks disoriented, that could also mean rabies. It could be young and roaming for a space of its own. Good luck. It's a fox. I've seen them in my neighborhood. It'll go away. Call animal control. They can have rabies and distemper. Poor thing. Oh, my God. And then uh, finally some Fox News that's not fake. <laughs> Seriously, I hope it's okay. I have neighbors that feed up. Uh, a lot, huh? People are dying over this. It's hilarious. Fran uh, Boris says we have foxes living in our backyard for years. They walk around in the daytime. Oh, she used to feed them. She yeah. told me she had two little poodles. I'm like, are you crazy? Alec Butcher says, wait, was this fo- a fox in Miami? Yeah. <laughs> and Nancy Carver says, I see a little fox just hanging out on my morning walks. No worries. I, I have grew up neighbors. In we have them all over the place. So. I have neighbors that feed a local wild fox by hand. Well, what kind of moron is that? Uh, often see them at dusk wandering on the street. Yours looks well fed enough, so I wouldn't put any food out for it. It'll just have its return. Call Jeff Lewis and tell him where to go. (laughs) For God's sake, don't feed it. It'll never leave. It could attack your dogs. Always assume every wild animal has rabies. And what difference would it make? You're not going to pet it, are you? Hopefully it'll go away. Be careful walking your pups. Bring the dogs in. Call animal control. Oh, my God. Foxes roam Miami and Coral Gables. They won't bother you. I'd probably adopt it and live it in my garage or something. I have three here in Miami. They roam around, roam around the lake. And the woman sent a picture of her, her fox in her neighborhood. They're nocturnal. Call fish, fish and wildlife. They may be sick. I think they're mean. National emergency. Build a wall. <laughs> Isn't this one of those that Trump was talking about? If so, I'd give it some food and water, but stay inside. (laughs) Call Jeff. If only you had a wall or fence around your property. I have a fence surrounding my home, and it still got in. Be careful. That's a raccoon, idiot. (laughs) This guy says it's a raccoon, Lenny. Oh, my God. Check your pool every morning. Okay. Feed it. It's so cute. It's probably part of the caravan. (laughs) Shocking for Florida. I mean, this just went on and on. 
Oh my God, we were la- I was laughing. So now I'm so yeah. nervous because I'm not at the house and I tell Heidi, tell Darielle, tell Jason, call animal control, call the vet, call the exterminator, get a plan together and, and figure it out because I can't have that fox in my yard chasing my dogs and we're coming in. I can't have him eat the Cold little... Hey, this one would have lunch. You would have you for lunch, little black. And so anyway, <clears throat> so we call all these people. They all come out. They're going to set a trap and then the fox disappeared. They couldn't find the fox anywhere. Foxes and I wasn't going to let him set a trap because what if one of the dogs got in the trap? And I didn't want to put it. I didn't want to have a fox. Let's say the fox gets in a trap. Now I got an injured animal on my hands. No. So I didn't know. It was just so much exhausting. I was just so stressed out. Anyway, in person, listen to this. So they had this thing on uh, on the uh, this video that they showed. You can find it. Kevin W retweeted it. Bravo retweeted it too. It put a glass jar with a bunch of cotton balls in it, and they put a cigarette in the hole of it, and they sucked it in. And one cigarette just smoked up the room, two, three. At 25, it was getting like chocolate brown. At, at five packs. At 25 packs, it was black. You can't see from here, but it went from white to brown to black. This is what your lungs look like after you smoke 25 packs of cigarettes. So remember when I was living in Puerto Rico, I told you I was allergic to cigarette, and I did those seminars every weekend, and they would smoke outside, and I was getting sick and everything. So I, this guy came in, and he goes, I work at the lab, and I've got a lung that was ruined by cigarettes. I'll show you. I said, bring it in here. So he brought it in. And I put oh that God, jar of a lung in formaldehyde on, on, front of the ta- on a table in front of the room. And I lectured the whole room about this. This is why I don't oh. want you to smoke. Look what it's doing to your lungs. It's frying your lungs because I'm allergic to it. So anyway, I want to share that. Stop That's smoking. how I stopped smoking. Was yeah. I went to x-ray school and I had a cadaver after lunch every day that died from lung cancer that I had to work on for cross-sectional anatomy. And that smell has stuck with me the rest yeah, of my life. I I've can't. never smoked that. You've got to stop. Yeah. And you know something? I was asking the hairdresser. Uh, he told me Carl Lagerfeld died at 85. And I said, what do you think caused it? And he said, I think it was it had to do with his smoking. He was a, he was a major smoker. And the same thing with, uh, what was that other guy from the Dominican Republic that died, uh, Oscar? De Laurenta, he said, I think his was smoke-related. So, there, you know, 85 is still a decent life, but you could live to be 100 if you weren't smoking. it was pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Oh, it could have been. Yeah. Well, cancer-related. Yeah, now, Charo's husband uh, died and committed suicide a couple of days ago. So, Charo, remember Charo, the entertainer? chicka 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 So, meanwhile, so... My phone rings. Tom Arnold is calling me. He goes, you're not going to believe it. My son and I were down at Charles. lives like a block away. They have pine cones falling out of the trees. My son and I went down there with a, with a shovel getting the pine cones for my son to collect. He's got 800 of them that he's collected. And would you believe that we think that he shot himself during the time we were in the yard doing the pine cones? Oh, my God. And, and he said, I'm not sure he shot himself, but I, but I think that's what happened. But anyway, he killed himself. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ryan Holt says, we've got to keep Donatella healthy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if she smokes. She, she's another one that smokes. Well, you know, also, I was, I was telling the hairdresser yesterday, Leo, I said, you know, Leo, a lot of these models stayed skinny all those years by smoking all day every day you know and i just oh i just can't i'm so sorry about that so then apparently there was something in the news that alonzo and tracy morning are going to get divorced after 22 years and they've been separated for a few months i didn't know that i hope it's not true i love them i mostly love her She's the real deal. She goes down there and works with those little girls with honey. She called Honey Child Charity, and they're all the cutest things. And she does everything. She teaches them art, and she does little classes for them, and she has this lunch for them, and she raises money, and she helps them get into school. I mean, Tracy Morning is the real deal. If I was going to, like, help a charity, she's one at the top of my list, her and uh, Stephanie. 
you know, uh, what's that other one that she has? Uh, dream. I have a dream. I have a dream. She's the same thing. Super wealthy, doesn't need to do a thing, and she just works all the time for those poor little kids. Remember that time we had them all in our yard, and we brought the strawberries and put they them out? They had never seen fruit. They had never seen strawberries. Oh, it broke my heart. Oh, it just killed me. Anyway, now one of my friends, I won't say his name, won't be hard to figure out, who's in the news <laughs> business, is in Chicago, minus 46 degrees, checking out the Jesse Smollett story. The rumor is that he paid $3,500 to these two guys to run this attack on him, and yet he's still denying it. He says he's devastated and angered by the recent reports, the perpetrator, and especially the fact that the perpetrators were people that he knew. The Chicago police are suspect that perhaps it was a staged event. But then I was listening to the news, and I'm like, why would he stage it? He's on a hit show. He's got plenty of money. doesn't need the attention. Why would he do it? It's well, so difficult to get my head around. I mean, this. do you guys think he staged it or you think yes, he didn't? I'm thinking he staged it. You did? Well, this morning before I came in, there's like some new info, but apparently it has something to do with that letter that was sent like the week a, a week ahead of or a week ago or so yeah. on the set. And um, he was upset that it didn't get the attention it was supposed to, and that's why he went further. What was the letter it. that was sent? It was a letter that said uh, it was a threat. It was a a threatening letter talking about they were going to, you know, they were Hang making him slurs. Or, a yeah. or something. So he, so he was upset that right. no one paid attention that they were going to do something to him, and so he decided to take it to the next level? Correct. But uh, apparently these true. guys had, like, the newspaper and the magazines and stuff that the letters yeah, were they cut found out of, so they found all that in their apartment. But that, so that means they did it. The question isn't if they did it. They're now cooperating with peace. The question is if he was behind it or knew about it. And you know what? The physical evidence is going to tell the story. Yeah, it had Tylenol <clears throat> ground up in it, too. Oh, it did? Yeah, they're going to have text messages, and they're going to have, <laughs> they're gonna have some, they'll figure it out. Do I have my, yeah, oh, my God, the microphone. Okay. So, in the Oscars oh, news, what was that noise? Damn. That fox isn't stalking us. <laughs> I'm so worried about that fox. I tell Freddie you cannot let the dogs out by themselves anymore. We have to watch them no, right keep now. An eye on me. So scary. Uh, and then that guy said, well, Bill, you know, some idiot on Facebook, uh, Twitter says, well, if you see that, you, have, you, you should take your wall down. I'm like, you just made our point. The wall doesn't do anything. If a fox can get over it, people can get over it. It doesn't do anything. Best Picture nomination, Black Panther, uh, Black Klansman, that's Spike Lee. I'd love to see him do well, but anyway. Did you see that movie? I Black didn't. Klansman. I don't, because isn't it the superhero thing? No, that's no, Black no, Panther. No, okay. Black oh, Panther. yeah, 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 the Black Klansman. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, I watched that on the plane again yesterday. The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Who's going to get Best Picture? Black Panther. No, I mean, I want them to, but I don't think they're going to get this. I mean, I don't they're, know. They're going to they're gonna get it because of the type of movie it was, the type of cast it has, and the fact that it's the first superhero movie that they ever did. And it was the biggest grosser of the whole year. So. I don't like that. I don't like the superhero. I'm going to say about, between Bohemian Rhapsody, the favorite, and Green Book. That's yeah. what I'm going to say between those I hope three. it's Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know. But. Yeah, I know you do. And he is so talented. I watched it again yesterday on the plane. And I am telling you, that actor is so engaging. He's so talented. I'm assuming he didn't sing those songs. I'm assuming he was lip I'm sure those are the original songs. But, but he was You've seen brilliant. it about three times, haven't you? Just twice, oh, yeah. Just twice. And then the lead actor, Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, William Defoe at, Tenor, uh, at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Vigio Mortensen, Green Book. Uh, who do you guys think? You think Rami. You've always said that. I think it's probably between Rami and Christian Bale, but I kind of think so. When I, when I watch a movie and I forget I'm watching an actor and I think I'm watching like the real character, especially if it's a biopic or something yeah. like that that I can compare it to, and yeah. I forgot I was watching it. But I'm going to tell you, that that Christian Bale, he really did a great job on Ch Chaney, too. So that's why those two, those were the hardest roles. You know, I think doing I, playing a part where you're emulating someone else is a much harder role than inventing a part. Yeah. You know, so that's why I think those two maybe. Yeah, people are agreeing Bohemian Rhapsody and Rami. Lead actress Yalitza Aparicio from Roma, Glenn Close, the wife. I saw the wife on the plane going out there. Oh, you know, I'm it was sure. much better than I thought you it know, was. I, I saw it the other night. I, I didn't watched want to it. Watch it. It was 
so it was good. good. I was and so I did not surprised. for some reason I wasn't I did the title was like oh house I don't know oh housewife <laughs> I knew <laughs> no no reality but no, I didn't I, I didn't want to watch it for some it. reason and I watched it and, you, and I thought it was brilliant it was I so was good so was that surprised. based on a true story it wasn't was I it I don't so. think it was the, I doubt it but ultimately I was so pleasantly surprised it was she was that good I in that was Olivia Coleman the favorite she was brilliant in that Lady Gaga star is born she was very good in that especially her first time out and Melissa McCarthy can you ever forgive me so I like I love all of them I mean I just love I guess my favorite personally are Lady Gaga and Melissa McCarthy but I don't know who's going to win that one I don't know it's going to be a big one supporting actor Maharishala Ali Green Book he's won everything so far Adam Driver Black Klansman uh, Sam Elliott, a star is born. My sentimental favorite, Sam Elliott. He's been in forever. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I said that name you got right. Oh, I did? <laughs> and, and, and you get the simplest name you always mess up, but that guy's name I could have never pronounced. Well, well you, you know. It rolled right off your tongue. <laughs> you see when, I fo- when I'm focused how smart I am? Richard Grant, can you ever forgive me, is Sam Rockwell for Vice. You know, oh, God, that's a hard one. Um, yeah. That's a hard one. I think that uh, the Green Book guy will probably win. My sentimental favorite would be Sam Elliott because he's been in so many movies for so many years. I don't know. Let's see. <clears throat> Supporting actress, Amy Adams for Vice. Marina de Travia for Roma. Regina King, if Bill Street could talk. She's been win- winning everything so far. Emma Stone, the favorite. Rachel Weiss, the favorite. Hmm. I thought Amy Adams was great, but I didn't. I didn't think that was just a huge, difficult, hugely difficult role. Personally, of course, just pretending to like Dick Cheney is difficult in and of itself. <laughs> I uh, think the actress from Roma. The will Roma girl win. May. Uh, the girl from Bill Street has won, won everything so far. Yeah, and Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz both did good, and they both had to fake those accents, so that they were good. Director Spike Lee, Black Klansman. You know. Just for the hell of it, I'd like to see him win an Oscar, but I don't know this time around because, let's see, the, the guy from Vice, Adam McKay, Al- Alfonso Corian, Roma, uh, Jorgos Lathanimos, the favorite, Powell Pawlowski, Cold War, and Spike Lee. So I have no idea on that one. You know what? They snubbed Brad uh, Cooper. They yeah. snubbed him, and he they- said that he was embarrassed he didn't get... You know, I feel bad. He doesn't want he's got anything. Now, of all the stuff, though, so far, he's won one I award. Know, he, was doing, he got nominated. I know he did, but you know, I'm just telling you, every you know, Lady Gaga gets getting nominated. I don't know. I feel bad for him. Anyway, in royalty news, well, this one just really, I tell you. Meghan Markle has been challenged to take a lie detector test by her half-sister after the bombshell letter to the dead was revealed. The Duchess of Sussex had written to beg her father, Thomas Markle, to stop victimizing her and speaking to the press after she married Harry last May. The letter's existence was revealed when five of Meghan's pals anonymously spoke out to defend pregnant pregnant Meghan, saying she had tried to reach out to her dad, but instead had been met with a request to do a photo shoot together. This week, Thomas released excerpts of the letter and saw her claim. Oh, this irritates the hell out of oh me. My God, that dad, they're just losers. They're just they losers. Leave her alone. I would, I would just like disown them. In the note, Megan told of her hurt at Samantha's lies. She wrote, "You fixated and clicked on the lies they were writing about me." especially those manufactured by your other daughter who I barely know. You watched me silently suffer at the hand of her vicious lies. I crumbled inside. Can you believe she writes this heart letter, pouring her heart out to her father, please quit talking about me, and don't believe everything you hear from the half-sister psycho, and he goes and publishes the letter. It's infuriating, but Samantha 54 had hit, has hit back, telling the Daily Star, she just loves this attention, doesn't she? Yeah. She says she doesn't know me, and she lied and said that we were never close to my dad. If pointing that out is what she says or lies, breaks your heart too bad, because what I'm saying is the truth. I would challenge her to take a lie detector test anywhere on the planet with investigators who are not paid by her to skew the results. Quite frankly, I had faith in her to do the right thing by her dad, but I am sick of the BS. Samantha said yesterday she also unleashed a string of cruel tweets saying if I had 600 million, she would care. Oh, Samantha, go away! Then she said, 
Well, he did try to contact her. She ignored him and all of us. Well, who wouldn't? She can write all the fake contrived letters she wants to show her penmanship, but that's it. In a note sent in August, Megan addressed her dad as daddy before accusing him of breaking her heart into a million pieces by allegedly lying to the press and attacking her husband, Prince Harry. In the handwritten note, Megan said, we all rallied around to support you from day one, this you know. So to hear about the attacks you've made at Harry in the press, who is nothing but patient and kind and understanding, is perhaps the most painful of it all. You know something, this is going to backfire. There, people are going to rally behind Megan on this one. She said, you continue to manufacture the stories. The only thing that helps me sleep at night is knowing that you can't live a life forever. And, uh, oh, I can't stand this bitch sister of hers. <laughs> People are commenting. Nancy Carver says, we all have that one relative. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got the crazy aunt in the basement. Remember Ross Perot say that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Samantha apparently is going to be appearing to... Wait a bit. An outspoken critic of the Duchess will appear in two TV documentaries at 2600 an hour to talk about her niece or nephew and her relationship with Meghan. Oh, my God. At least Kensington Palace is taking the high road and they're not commenting at all. Hey, <sighs> we need can't. to take our five-second break. Five seconds. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back. Okay, so... Housewives of Beverly Hills, I watched it. Did you watch it? Yes. It's going to be good. It's going to heat up. It's getting good. It's going to get up. I didn't think anything really eventful happened last yeah. night. However, you can see the, uh, the trip's going to be... It all started on that plane. It, it all started on the plane when she made the comment about her having a gas problem. Can I tell you something? <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump is poking the bear. She's really stirring it up, and, and then it's going to come back to haunt her, and then she's going to be the victim. You watch what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. She was really rude. They went to all that trouble to put that trip together, and then she comes on complaining about what bed she's going to sleep in. Oh, remember when we went to the Bahamas? three-bedroom, like, uh, oh, like, presidential suite. In a luxury suite. presidential suite. <laughs> remember when we went to Bimini, and they were all yelling and screaming and fighting and crying over what room they sat in? I slept in the one that had a canoe on the floor for the kid, and the, <laughs> and the staff shared the bathroom with me. The crew shared the bathroom with me. It's only for one or two or three nights. I mean, really, get over yourselves. These people act like they were born into the, you know, royalty into the... I can't with these people. Real, okay, Real Housewife of New York taglines. Luann, I pled guilty for being fabulous. Not bad. It's fitting. Ramona, the only thing I'll ever settle for is more. That's okay, but it should be on one of my pillows. Sonia Morgan... <laughs> People call me over the top, but lately I prefer being a bottom. <laughs> I cannot believe they let her use that. Let me drop line. the, where's my golden mic? I'm going to, that, that Beth gave me, I'm going to drop my mic right here. Oh, Sonia, Oh girl. my gosh, Sonia is too She funny. tweeted me, she DM'd me the other day and she said, I wanted to retweet your podcast, but I don't know how to do it. How do I do it? She's fucking hilarious. Tinsley Mortimer, game set, now I need a match. Oh, did the boyfriend break up with her or something? Yes. Oh, they broke they up? They have broke up, yes. Okay, well, she has a choice between the boyfriend and the show. She's got the show. I, I don't know that that's anything to die over. Bethany, when life gives me limes, I make margaritas. Eh, okay, promote your stuff. Dorenda Medley, if you've got a problem with me, it's your problem. That's true, but it's a very common uh, thing to say. So I'm going to say Sonia wins hands down. Oh, my God. That was so yeah. outside the box. And I say so Luann's Luann, uh, a second. Okay. 
course uh, you are. And the show starts on Wednesday, March the 6th at 9 p.m. Thank you, James. You know James. He's right on top of it. Is there I can't wait. You know the house yeah, I, I can't wait for us to start talking about that other show. I got the preview. Uh, which one? Which one is that? I saw the first episode of Mexican Dynasty. We're not going to be talking it's about it. It's going to be great. I'm not going to be watching it. You got to. Oh, it's going to be God. on after Beverly Hills. I, Real Housewives, quoted Marge's, Mar- Margaret Joseph as saying she can't imagine who would want to marry Danielle Staub after the split from Marty. Oh, that reunion's going to be good tonight. Now, I read this, and I think it's funny. This is, um, oh, my God, I lost the person. Is it I, Real Housewives, that wrote it? Oh, they're, wow. they're so funny. It's hard to imagine the Real Housewives of Orange County without Vicki Gumbelson. The OG of the OC has been a focal point in the show for 13 years. I think it's I, Real Housewives. Yeah. And they edit. It's hilarious. They're hilarious. They're great writers. Vicki's been part of the epic feuds with co-stars Tamara Judge and Kelly Dodd. Her... And then she marked out totally not fabricated personal storylines. <laughs> Had been memorable for well, uh, as well, from allegedly being an on cancer scam to the painful death of her mother. Vicky has given us a lot. Would the OZ franchise survive without Vicky at the forefront? Things were not looking good for Vicky. Chances returning to season 13. Vicky accused Kelly of using cocaine, and Cougar scratched out. Kelly was not having it. It seemed as if Kelly would not return to the series if Vicky was still on board. Kelly has been an explosive lightning rod for Orange County. Losing her would be detrimental. On the other hand, Vicky has always given the show so much. <laughs> Filming for the show next season has been underway, and Vicky is shooting. Is but is Vicky shooting with the other ladies? Woohoo! Get ready to whip it up because it doesn't look like Vicky's going out anywhere. Our deepest apologies if you were hoping for Vicky to be fired or demoted. We're going to see. I don't know. I saw on. her post yep. that on her Instagram account this weekend that they finished the first day of filming, and Evolution had sent her flowers, and she was thanking them. These girls. Oh, my God. I can't. This, uh, let's see. Nancy Carver said she fell asleep during The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And Eden Dominic says she can't stand Danielle. And Ryan Holt says, have you seen the new Bravo show coming? Drag me down the aisle. It's drag queens dressing women for weddings. Oh, that could be good. Okay, so... Real housewife Carol Radziwill, the daughter-in-law of Lee Radziwill, whom I always loved and adored and admired. She's an incredible decorator. She was so classy. Jackie O's sister, uh, Jackie uh, Kennedy Onassis, the sister of Jackie Kennedy, married Lee's son, Anthony. So Carol was the daughter-in-law. And the journalist and Real Housewives of New York star described Lee, who died Friday at age 85, as strong will, playful with razor-sharp wit. She writes, Lee was the woman who launched a thousand copycats. She was the Maisel's brothers before the Maisel's and an it girl before it was an it. Carol says that after Anthony died of uh, sarcoma cancer in 1999, the two women clung together in grief. grief. Uh, Carol says she was magnificent, original, and loved by so many. She was never in anyone's shadows. If it weren't for one moment of shadow, it was equally the sun. Oh, my God. It was a very nice tribute that Carol wrote. Congratulations, Carol. I like Carol, you know. I I think she's probably got a more simple, peaceful life that she's got on that show. Any Ask Me Anything from social media. Oh, my God. We're just almost we're always running out of time. Okay, for do you have a live fancy hat with special guests for my birthday? They're wearing big fancy hats. Kyle, are you so still every on the hat? Every week. This is like week number seven. Carol Wilkerson, when will you be going back on reality shows? I don't know. I got a couple of things in the plate spinning. Stephanie, I'm 37 and, and haven't started a skincare routine yet. Is it too late? Of course, it's never too late. Start. I recommend you start by using a Leah Black skincare. All you need to do is wash your face in the morning, put on the serum, put on the moisture lotion or cream, and increase the moisturization in your skin 500% within a week. The serum will help maintain and build your collagen, and then um, that's it. And then you can use the facial lift kit if you want to lift, tone, firm, tighten, and clean out the pores. You can use that once a week and use the exfoliant if you start to get dry and dead skin. But yes, get on that skincare now. And by the way, the serum right now is only $10. I'm only doing that because everybody loves the serum and it makes such a difference in the texture and the glow of their skin that I know if they get hooked on this, they'll buy everything else. So I have a method to my madness. I have a new product coming out soon. I'll tell you about later. Surely. I've seen the Miami Housewife posting photos, but you're never in them. Do you not keep up with them? Well, I don't go to the opening of every envelope, girl. Uh, <laughs> Joshua West, do you miss the Housewives of Miami, and are you in contact with them? I, I text Lisa and Karen and Joanna from time to time, friendly with them. Uh, Randy, and, you know, I think Christy's cute. 
Uh, Randy Roberts, did you go see Luann's Cabaret? Nope, I was in Texas. Nancy and Bonita, do you, did I ever meet Carl Lagerfeld? I never did meet Carl Lagerfeld. I did go on, uh, what was the other one? Where's, oh God, Valentino's yacht one time. <laughs> Betsy in Texas, I saw you at the show with Julian Brandy. You are the best. You challenged my opinion, changed my opinion of you. I think you're smart and very bright and on point with Trump. You are my new favorite housewife, past or present. <laughs> Betsy in Texas. Thank you, Betsy. You've got such exquisite taste. Well, Dennis Stromer. That must have been some dumb gay politics. <laughs> uh, you have no idea. Dennis uh, from Canada hi, saying hi. Uh, Dawn Jones, best procedure for aging. I'm 52, have great skin. My dermatologist tells me what you think is best. Not looking for fill. Do not do, do not do fillers and Botox. I think those women keep putting those fillers in their face and putting them in, and they start to look like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. They just keep building your face out, and it just looks like a balloon. And last night I on the Beverly Hills episode, I know who you're thinking all of, of their skin, I thought, looked but really bad. But I know bad. there's one. There three of them that had really bad skin last night. Well, there, But there's one that uses way yeah. too many fillers. <laughs> and then one went to get fillers. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. Botox, light therapy, dermabrasions, yeah, right, lasers. Get the Leah Black uh, Sudden New Skincare Kit and give yourself your own facial and the luxury of your own home. And I promise you, use that a couple of times a week for a month, and I'm going to tell you, people are going to think that you had something done. That's just the truth. When I used to go, I know people used to come to me and say, I went to my class reunion of 25 years. I was the youngest-looking person there because they've been consistently on it for years. Oh, my God, speaking of looking better, so that whole diet thing I told you about. So I've started doing that. Eat two protein bars, two shakes, and a meal a day. And I'm telling you, I feel thinner already. I just started like two days ago. And everybody that I know lost a ton of weight on it. And you just go to www.leahblack.com, evolve dot, uh, slash health, slash, oh, my God. And there's no E at the end of evolve. Just go to hello at leahblack.com. We'll tell you how to get it. And, and it is a sponsored uh, thing, just so you know. But I'm just telling you, everyone's raving about it. Just go to hello at leahblack.com. We'll send you the link. But it's not expensive. And you two protein bars loaded with fiber and it's got that um that new ingredient in it ace manin that has your increases your cells ability to increase its to increase its own um uh, structure and uh, antibiotics or what, what is it called your, your immune system and then you're losing weight at the same time and you're not hungry you get a great meal once a day and then you just live on those bars and shakes all day it's fantastic you reset your metabolism as you, you reset your metabolism supposedly because they say otherwise if you don't reset your metabolism you just keep losing the same 10 pounds over and over and over again the NFL in news announcement that they made a settlement with Colin Kaepernick you know what? I really don't care how much of a settlement they gave him. They need to give him his damn job back. I'm sorry. Oh, and then in gun violence, day after Valentine's Day, a guy texts his wife, the last text she'll ever get, I love you, I've been shot at work. In Aurora, uh, drops dead. Oh Makes me God. sick. Four people killed in a Mississippi oh standoff hostage. I just can't stand it. Oh, this gun thing. Well, at least the Democrats have put up a bill, House resolution bill, to try to at least enforce background checks and have people qualified to use these guns before they just have them. Sharon Mattis, remember the woman that was years back there was a custody fight about she lost her son to her mother because she was gay, and um, the, the judge agreed that she shouldn't be able to raise the kid, and the mom took the kid away from her, and she got to see the kid like every Tuesday or something. She died at age 48. Oh, Isn't that shame. sad? It's she so died sad. at four. I mean, she probably died of heartbreak and suffering. It's just terrible. And now we have vaccination outbreaks because everybody's saying not to take vaccinations. I mean, that's like doc telling your dog, don't get rabies shots. I'm sorry. The science is you got to take these shots. They're having out now. They're having these outbreaks all over. I don't want my kid to catch something because you didn't get a shot. Are you kidding? My quote of the week. Fabulous is as fabulous does. Yes. What were you saying? Alex Pletcher said, damn, I've got to get on that diet because the vodka kale thing I've got going on isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a smoothie. It's vodka and kale. Oh, my God. So now in politics, we're going we're, we're to try to stay under an hour from now on. I doubt that's going to happen, but today it might. Okay, so now we hear that Flynn... Can you believe this? Uh, General Flynn 
was selling nuclear technology equipment to Saudi Arabia. There's, there's, text, there, there's evidence of it. So he goes into the White House and Sally Yates and warns the Trump administration, this guy's a bad guy and you better be careful. He's compromised by the Russians and Trump won't fire him, remember? 17 days later, the pressure built up so much that they used the excuse that he lied to Pence. I don't believe that. I think he didn't lie to Pence. I think Pence knew about it. Turns out he was planning on making a boatload of money of selling nuclear technology uh, to Saudi Arabia, which is against international law. And it's like, what is there anything else that can happen? Then McKay comes out last night and says uh, he's got a book out. We've got to get that book called The Threat. He says, apparently it's a really good book about the FBI, the inside workings of the FBI. He goes into the, the, the bomber, uh, the, the marathon in Boston where people were killed, but it goes into the Trump thing. Apparently, he disclosed to the Gang of Eight, which are four Democrats and four Republicans, that Trump administration, or the Trump campaign was under investigation for being compromised by the Russians and Russians' interference with the, eight, with the um, election. And the Gang of Eight, he thinks it was Duna, Nunes, went and ratted him out to Trump, which was supposed to be highly confidential, and that's why Trump turned on the FBI early on. It's been trashing him ever since and looked for a reason to fire him. And they fired him 48 hours before he was entitled to his 25- or 20-year career mm -hmm. uh, retirement. And Trump kept, he says, the reason that the investigation showed that he had not been truthful with Congress was because... Trump was rushing them to come to the conclusion he wanted, and the FBI was just rushing to the conclusion that Trump wanted, that when he takes them to court, he's going to prove that every single thing he says is true and, make, and get his uh, name and reputation back. So Trump's destroyed another career FBI agent who, by the way, was a Republican. By the way, all the top people at the FBI are Republicans. So why is there a deep state? If there was a deep state, why did they come out about the email story and not about the Russian story? If there was a deep state, why did they not come out about the Russians when they told McConnell about it back long during the election? In fact, Harry Reid wrote a letter asking them to go public about it, and they wouldn't do it. So if there was a deep state out to get Trump, why didn't they come out with the Russian stuff before the election? They came out with the Hillary stuff before the election. They're all Republicans at the top. And he has managed, Trump has managed to now get rid of the attorney general. He's tried, came out yesterday, he tried to get Matt Whitaker, the dodo attorney general, acting attorney general, to go to interfere in the New York investigation and get the get rid of the person investigating him and his family and his businesses in New York and go back to the original person that he had appointed when he fired Parit Barrett, what was his name, whatever, Preet, whatever his name was, he was the attorney, attorney general. And he wants his friend to get back in and unrecuse himself, and Whitaker didn't do it, to his credit, probably because it was, he, he was drawn into uh, a lawsuit or criminal or behavior or whatever. So he's trying to manipulate the, the investigation in New York into him and get it to go away, and then he stacked the court, the Supreme Court, so that if it goes to the Supreme Court, he doesn't get indicted, and now he's toying with the Justice Department by putting this Whitaker in there, and Whitaker told friends that he... Uh, his job was to fall on the grenade for Trump, and now this acting attorney general is coming in there, and <laughs> I'm hoping that this, act, that this new attorney general, William Barr, I'm hoping that he's a straight arrow and he's not willing to ruin and compromise his reputation, his credibility, and his legacy over saving Donald Trump's ass because Donald Trump, everything he touches, just, just is destroyed. So that's just horrible. There's more... Jada Stanley said there's no legislation, just investigation. That's true. No, well, they have put several bills up on the floor. Yeah. But, you know, McConnell won't put them on, on the Senate floor. That's the problem. Nancy Pelosi's put, nine, I think it's nine bills already on the floor, and, and, and Mitch McConnell won't put them up in the Senate, so they can't pass. No. Mitch McConnell's the biggest obstructionist. He's horrible. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's the one that, that wouldn't put any judges in right. for he's, two years. He's the reason Obama Three didn't years. get uh, the, to pick Garland. Yes, Garland. Garland. And Obama, by the way, was picking a very moderate, older man just to appease everybody and to fill the Supreme Court. He wouldn't even allow that. He wouldn't allow any judges to get... 
be uh, nominated or approved for almost three years. So now Trump is just stacking the courts with all of his friends and allies that are unqualified, hoping if he gets in trouble, they'll cover for him. In my perfect world, uh, (sighs) Trump and Pence will be gone, and we will get President Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) Now that would be everybody's dream. Cheat, uh, and then they're cheating again. The House seat in North Carolina, they found that they're cheating for the votes, and they're, gonna, they're deciding today whether they're going to have a revote, and they're suing them. Stacey Abrams is going after the people that cheated her out of the governorship. Uh, Bernie Sanders entered the race. Ugh. Yes, we have a few people asking what you think about Bernie running. Go again. away, Bernie! I turned on Bernie when he lost by 3 million votes to Hillary Clinton during the nomination process, and he felt cheated because of those stupid emails that were stolen by WikiLeaks where stupid Wasserman Schultz criticized Bernie. And instead of getting behind her, he goes, we're going to take this fight to the convention. And I remember Nicole Wallace at the time going on television and saying, and she's a Republican too, that if if Hillary loses this election, we're going to look back at this time and realize the damage that Bernie did. And he did, instead of supporting her. And then when he finally lukewarm supported her, he was wink, wink, nod, nod to his his, uh, people didn't support her. And I think that that and the letter from Comey is what cost him the election. And then, of course, she had the Russian interference. So she didn't really, it was a perfect storm. But I just think he needs to go away. And by the way, now, they've never voted, yeah, went by by three or four million votes. But by the way, uh, Bernie's never been vetted. He won't return, release his tax returns. His wife's in a scandal with the university about loans and money that uh, there's a big thing. You can look it up. I don't want to give you false, uh, incorrect information. And there was a video that hit online yesterday, back 30 years ago, when he's talking about socialism and, and backing uh, oligarchs. So, you know, I, uh, or something to that effect. You can look it up. Anyway, and meanwhile, I just can't. This one substitute teacher in North Carolina told students that if they didn't support Trump, they weren't real Christians. Can you, this whole Christian thing, I it just can't. I can't. Uh, you've got some comments coming in. Uh, Jada Stanley says Trump's going to get four more thanks to Bernie. You just watch. Eden Elkin Dominic says she's over Bernie. And Nancy C. Carver says Bernie is a grandstander. Rachel Clapp says totally go away. Not our best shot. Yeah, not a chance. <laughs> and by the way, Trump's, Trump's bragging on Bernie right now. And the Russian bots are going to come out and prop him up. They're going to try to help him get the nomination. They want him to get the nomination. And the minute they do, they're going to bring out all the writings he wrote back in college, all the video interviews he did about socialism, all the wife's garbage and, and, and a track record with the school, the, ta- the tax returns he won't do, they're going to come out and they're going to kill him. Trump is dying for Bernie to get the nomination. And that we got to go center left. We can't go far to the left like that. We're not going to win if we do in the general. We're not going to win in the general. Go listen to my dumb gay politics that I did, and you'll hear all the gossip about that. Meanwhile, that tax plan, everybody I know is having to pay more taxes than they've ever had to pay. Yeah. Yep. I did mine last night. Have you been, I've never had to pay in my entire life. I'm fi- going to be 50 this year. And now you have to pay. And I owe over $2,000 And you never year. had to pay. And I've never had to pay. And I operated at a loss last year because I started I, a business. So. And I've been hearing over and over and over from people that have never had to pay that they're having to pay are people that used to get back like hundreds or thousands are getting $8 or $50. That Trump tax plan. I can't. I I do my taxes every year. I have never seen this self-employment thing that was there this year, and it was a mandatory $2,500. And it it explained to you in the process uh, TurboTax that this was a tax now that was in place so that everyone pays their fair share. That's how it was described. Except for the billionaires. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to pay their fair share. McKay said last night on, uh, he's on every show, got to get that book, The Threat. We've got to get that book out and have everybody read it. Get it on Kindle if you don't want to go buy it. He said last night that right after Trump was in office and he started going crazy when they went in and they said to him, you know, that that the North Koreans are still making nuclear weapons. He said, no, I don't believe it. And they said, well, 17 intelligence agencies have the data to prove it. And he said, no, Putin told me they weren't. And I believe Putin, not you. Well, what kind of a president of the United States believes a foreign adversary over their own intelligence agencies? So he's definitely compromised. But McKay said there was a time when some of the people at the agency were sitting around debating whether or not they should 
kind of take a poll and see if anyone would be interested in the 25th Amendment, which would be to get rid of him for incompetence or whatever it's called, in, what do you, brain whatever. So anyway, read the New York Times um, article that was in the yesterday about Trump uh, trying to manipulate the attorney general recusal. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So the, my favorite thing of the week, Pence goes to Munich. He introduces one person. Everybody applauds. Then he talks about another one. Everyone applauds. Yeah, and then he goes, and then I'm bringing to you for, to Munich straight from the President of the United States well wishes and welcomes and whatever. Dead silence. <laughs> Longest pregnated pause I've ever heard. Nobody clapped. No one clapped. Oh, I can't stand him. Roger Stone posts a picture of the judge that's that he's going to be his case is going to be in front of with the crosshairs in the back of her head picture like it was an accident or maybe he didn't try to make an accident. I guess people started telling him, "Listen, this could be a crime. You are insinuating go kill this damn judge." And then he retracted it and apologized. But the judge is having a hearing on Thursday to decide whether to hold him in contempt of his gag order and put him in jail. He's the only person, only two people have blocked me on Twitter. Roger Stone and Donna Brazil. Okay. Political, 200 political science uh, experts did a survey, and they did, they did the top 100, or the top uh, however many presidents in order. I'm going to tell you what they were. Abraham Lincoln was the most popular, George uh, Washington second, Franklin Roosevelt third, Teddy Roosevelt fourth, and Thomas Jefferson fifth, Harry Truman sixth, and Eisenhower seven. Now, all of those were in the past. Eight is Obama. There you go. Now, then it goes on to uh, guess where Trump, oh, George W. was like 30, Carter 26, Ford 25, uh, Reagan nine. Guess where Trump ended up? Last. Last. President, last in, oh, my God, I can't see. In the worst president. It's the worst president. One more thing, and we're going to go. What do you have? You have a couple questions. One is uh, semi-related to this topic. It's uh, uh, Jada Stanley asked, what about the $250,000 lawsuit against the Washington Post that the kid that confronted the... Um, uh, the guy at the Washington Post, now he's suing the Washington Post for the same amount that he purchased it for. You know, I don't know what to think about that because I, you know, listen, I don't want to prejudge. I have a 70-year-old son, and what if the kid was just there and trying to be peaceful? But to me, he had a smug look on his face. And people that are around say, what happened, breaking news? What yes. happened? The Justice Department says that next, early as next week, the completion of the Mueller report will be released. Oh, my God. Oh, God, I can't. Back to the kid. I hope it, that, you know, I don't think he should be suing the Post. I don't think they ruined his reputation. I think that he didn't know they were videoing. And I think there are witnesses that say that before that video, they were acting up and acting out. So I don't know. I, I mean, he's probably just trying to get a settlement to clear his name. I can't believe the Mueller report. I don't want it to come out yet. Yeah, I really don't. That's what they're saying. Wow, the Mueller report. Yeah, people are saying on here, too. And the other question was related to your skincare and and um uh, I think it was Eden Dominic. She said, could you please tell me what you said last week about applying the moisturizer every hour? Oh, yeah. If you have dry skin or thin, if you put your hands and rub them on your cheeks or your forehead or your face somewhere and it's not dragging, if it's just smooth and it's not dragging a little bit, your skin probably needs a little moisture. So you just add it, wait a few minutes, add more moisture, wait a few minutes, add more, wait three or four hours, add, put it on at night until your skin, fa- uh, hands, your fingers drag on your face or your skin. And if it kind of drags a little little bit that means that the actual moisturizer has made it all the way to the surface because it penetrates down into several layers of skin and you may just be getting like the deep layers uh, moisturized and not the surface so it's called skin feeding so I'm going to leave you with this articulate and woody writer from England wrote this magnificent response about Trump a few things Trump lacks certain qualities you know the British are so proper Trump lacks certain qualities which the British traditionally esteem for instance he has no class no charm no coolness no credibility no compassion (laughs) no wit no warmth no wisdom no subtly not subtle no sensitivity no self-awareness no humility no honor and no grace all qualities funnily enough funnily enough with which this predecessor Mr. Obama was generously blessed. So far, 
for us, the stark contrast does rather throw Trump's limitations into embarrassingly sharp relief. Plus, we like a laugh, and while Trump may be laughable, he has never once said anything wry, witty, or even faintly amusing. Not once ever. I don't say that rhetorically. I mean it quite literally. Not once ever. And that that's a fact. But with Trump, it's a fact. He doesn't even seem to understand what a joke is. His idea of a joke is a crass comment and an illiterate insult, a casual act of cruelty. Trump is a troll, and he likes troll. And like all trolls, he's never funny, he never laughs, he only crows or jeers. And scarily, he doesn't just walk in crude, witless insults, he actually thinks in them. His mind is a simple, bot-like algorithm of petty prejudices and knee-jerk nastiness. There is never any under layer of irony, complexity, nuance, or depth. It's all surface. Some Americans might see this as refreshingly upfront. Well, we don't. We see it as having no inner world and no soul. And in Britain, we traditionally side with David, not Goliath. All of our heroes are pluckily underdogs. <laughs> that was brilliant. And that's from a brilliant writer, and I can't believe his name got cut off on the on the print. Go ahead. People were just saying that they loved your point of view on politics. Well, most people were. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Shelly um, Holstead said, thank you for your business guidance. You bless the entrepreneurs more than you'll ever know. Uh, Nancy Carver says, great advice. Rachel Clapp says, great show, Leah Black. Hope your audience continues to grow. And I just bought some serum. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I hope you all share. By the way, the book is only $10 too. So you know what? You might want to get the book, too, but you're paying the freight anyway. If you get $50, the freight's free, right? But meanwhile, I, I love helping entrepreneurs. I like helping people make it because it's not easy to make it. It's hard to make it. You have to, like, it's, everything has to line up the right way. And Trump's not making it any easier on any of us. That's for damn sure. I can't believe all these people are having to pay taxes now. They never pay taxes. The farmers are starving. You're getting subsidy checks that we're having to pay for. They're spending $1,000 a night putting these kids in cages, separating them from their parents for the rest of their lives can't find the parents the world is he's in love with kim jong-un putin's telling him who's what's going on and what to say and talking points it's just a cluster f oh i can't okay and, and happier news share the podcast go listen to the dumb gay politics podcast and tell everyone to tune in to us lunch wednesday's noon and we had fun today did you come here yes little we boy. loved it Oh, and don't forget to email us at hello at Leah Black about the Evolve. Reboot your metabolism. Lose weight forever. Look at this. Bye, little Black. Bye. Thank you. What's wrong, sweetie? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 